spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Friday. By the way, we're going to make it happier and happier for you because uh, uh, maybe not this moment, but uh, your chance to, to win. Uh, remind me of the guy's name against uh, young Steve. Uh, this would basketball. be Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. Durant. He's pretty good at basketball. I heard. Uh, we've got tickets for you at lower level, but you got to do something. you got to text KD to 411-923. Now, these tickets are for his first home game that will take place uh, March 8th against the Thunder. 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 Lightning and the Thunder. Not those guys. But uh, you're also going to get two jerseys. So, lower level, two jerseys. You have to text KD to 411923, 411923. I am chance doing to that win. as we speak. Uh, can, I, can I win? I don't think I can win. Uh, you can win if you want. <laughs> if you want. You're always a winner in our minds. That's it. That's what Jesus wants. Uh, you, you and I both have something very interesting that we want to throw out there to everybody. And, and it's, first I will start, and then you you threw some at me today about okay. Bill Barr. Uh Yesterday, uh, or two days ago, Lindsey Graham grilled uh, Merrick Garland, who is the AG, about drugs, fentanyl. By the way, do you guys know this? I don't know. if any Fentanyl is scheduled to be unscheduled this year from a, uh, from a Schedule 1 to basically nothing. What does that actually mean? mean well schedule one is the hardest drugs out there it's it's supposed to sunset and it would actually be coming off that so they're going to downgrade it they would downgrade it what what is there something replacing it on no that schedule no no they, they're they're trying to figure out how to make sure that it stays there but like, what do we swap it we'll move weed down and let's keep that as schedule a one because it's so bad but the cartels are horrible and china i'm looking at you because you play a massive role in this uh and this is what he asked uh merrick garland the other day oh lindsey graham if somebody gave a pill to another person the arsenic or ricin could they be charged with murder because that will kill you? Absolutely. Okay, if somebody gave a uh, candy-shaped pill full of fentanyl, <clears throat> could they be charged with murder? They can be uh, charged with uh, drug trafficking leading to death. Mexican drug cartels, should they be designated foreign terrorist organizations? Would you oppose some of us trying to make them foreign terrorist organizations? I wouldn't oppose it, but again, um, I want to point out there are diplomatic concerns. We need the assistance of Mexico in this and designating... Is Mexico helping us effectively with our fentanyl? They are helping us, but they could do much more. There's no question about that. Well, if this is helping, I would hate to see what not helping looks like. I agree completely. But back to should the cartels be a terrorist organization? Bill Barr today in was the New York Times op-ed. Uh, this was a op-ed that Bill Barr wrote with the Wall Street Journal in which he supported legislation that would introduce uh, that was introduced by a couple of different people in Congress that would give the president the authority to use the military to go into Mexico and fight the cartels the way that we did with ISIS in the Middle East. That feels a little overreachy, but you and I chat about this earlier. It is not far away uh the cartels, and, and, and it starts not just with the cartels. First of all, it starts in China. China is willingly sending over tons of fentanyl to make sure that our people die and get addicted to it. That's what they do. Cartels are fine with that uh, and, and taking their fentanyl and sitting over here. I don't think they want to kill off all their customers, but the reality is it's horrific. 
if it spills out into the streets here, we're going to have a serious question. And uh, God, I can't remember that uh, uh, a professor that said on Rogan a couple weeks ago, uh, it's going to be a real issue in America where we're going to start looking at them more like uh, terrorist organizations when they kill a, a, a girl named Becky in the streets of Phoenix. That hasn't happened yet where it's a execution style that we sit there. But if that starts to happen, I think you're going to find people changing their tune. Well, my initial reaction is it sounds difficult and different from what happened with ISIS. We fought ISIS most prominently in Afghanistan and Iraq. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah. Other places, too. But, but really, uh, that's yeah, kind that's, of, that's that that was their, you know, their mainstay. But my impression is that we were a part of that and we did as much as we did there because they couldn't do it for themselves. Because Afghanistan couldn't do it themselves, because Iraq couldn't do it themselves, the, the new government that formed. Mexico is a very well-established country. Uh, there are also the questions of how many of the federales working in Mexico also work for the cartels. That's a big part in, that plays into this. And they're outgunned. That's the other side of you. Yeah, we're not s- winning the war on drugs. No, no. We look the war. The drugs won. Yeah. But in Mexico, if you've not seen when the cartels move in to take over a town or to capture uh, the 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 son of El Chapo, they come in with tanks. They come in blades. And they're brutal and they outgun. I mean, on more than a few occasions, they've had to release their prisoners because they know they're done for. Uh, Would Mexico even want our help with fighting the cartels? And I I know that sounds kind of like a dumb thing. Like, Who wouldn't want the help of one of the bigger governments and one of the bigger militaries in the entire world? But at the same time, like, do you it's kind of like Mexico's the little brother in this scenario. And we're coming in as the big brother to try to fight their battle for them. Yeah, But what does it actually look like? Are we sending troops across the border into Mexico? And let's be honest about this, Chad. The cartels operate in Arizona and other states in the United States. Are we going to have troops fighting in the state of Arizona, fighting the cartels? No, what does it actually that's, look like? That's the, that's, the, that's the big thing. And are we, we – what are we do? Here's the thing. What's, and this is the thing where America goes wrong. We go in and there's a reaction to something and something needs to be done. The problem is, is when we eliminate one problem, there is always the uh, unforeseen circumstances and consequences. What replaces them? Right now, there are several places inside of Mexico that are completely run by cartels. They're, they've just ceded the land to them and allow them, as long as they don't move into the big cities, in a way that, like, they're not in Mexico City like you would think. They're not. It, it, it's not. It's not become that point yet where you can't go outside in Mexico City. Then you may they may reach out for help, but it, it, it's weird because the military. It's really now the military versus. The, the cartels, because the police, the federales, they're, they, they, they have, they're, they're completely outmatched. And that's, if it starts to spill out over here in a way where the violence is on the streets and it's, for, it's seeable, I think you might see a change in, in attitude. But I don't think Mexico wants us stomping around there. The other thing is that I think about when I think about the war on terrorism is that there was a tipping point with 9 11 in particular. Where, yeah, we were already fighting terrorism globally. We were already in that part of the world, no doubt about that. But 9-11 changed things dramatically. It tipped us over the edge, so to speak. And all of a sudden, the military effort in the war on terror goes through the roof. People are signing up for the military just because of that event. 
What is that event for the cartels? I think the event for the cartels would have to be something. And, and see, the cartels have been smart enough to know, uh, you know, for years, the safest city over 500,000 was El Paso. The most dangerous place on the planet was right over the border of El Paso in Juarez. And why was that? Because they knew if you come over here and you do something stupid, that angers people and pisses them off and they want change. It would have to be something big where... You, you 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 kill a senator. You you something of that nature. You you kill some a large figure in uh, Mexico. Maybe even the president. Because we go back. What, who was it? Uh, 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 Pablo Escobar. I think at one time there was like twelve or fifteen people running for president, and seven or eight of them were assassinated. Because they were for extradition to America. And the other ones were in his pocket. Yeah, and so eventually <laughs> so. they had to come to to us and say, all right, what can you do? Well, wink, 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 we didn't do anything. We did a lot of stuff to help them. It was more black ops than anything else. But it would have to be something horrific, and I don't think we're there yet. But could I understand? Yeah. And the other side of it is, if they were to harbor and or assist terrorist organizations like ISIS in doing something over here where we had concrete evidence, that might change as well. Clearly something needs to be done. Yeah. It, I just worry that a war against the cartels in Mexico could also mean a war on the cartels in Arizona. And I've been down to the border with several people uh, and when I was in McAllen. Let's just say this. Uh, what I was told happens uh, during a certain times of the year is maybe our guys do go over there and maybe they don't. And that was kind of odd. Coming up next on the Gators and Chad show, uh, teachers are highly underpaid. 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 Let's give a uh, teacher 2500 bucks. Let's do it. That's next. Drive home with the Gators and Chad show. It is that time once again we are going to pay tribute to a teacher, something we've done for years. If you love your teacher out there, you love your kid's teacher, you love a teacher out there who's deserving of this accolade, right? Yes. Pay tribute to a teacher. Just text the word teacher to 411923. Tell us their story. We may give them $2,500. Thanks to our friends, your Valley Toyota dealers. So what we do is we have a few teachers online. Uh, Chad, let's go first uh, to Jeanette Rossi. Let's see, we got Arizona School for the Arts. She's an 11th grade teacher. Jeanette, how are you today? I'm wonderful. How are you? We're doing good. Maybe you'll win that 2500 bucks. It's not too bad, right? Oh. No, that would be amazing. <laughs> All right. You've got this book club, right? And it's in school. Book Bistro? It is. It's called Book Bistro. One of the passions about teaching and, and my life is getting hands filled with books and books that are written by people who they identify with. I've been in the classroom 22 years. We use a concept known as the Book Bistro. And basically what happens, I read this article about these two teachers who were going into a school where um, the kids like did not read at all. Right. And they hated, they had a really bad relationship with reading. And teachers do a great job of making kids have a bad relationship with reading huh. because they force the books. They pick books that really the kids don't relate to. 
I went into my class and I said, okay, you can read any book you want. I don't care. From a comic book to a regular book, as long as you're reading for 20 minutes a day. And if you do it, I will throw you a huge party where we get to discuss and talk about books. And they loved the idea. And before I knew it, they were like, I can really read whatever I want. I'm like, absolutely. Hmm. And so the kids started bringing in books and magazines and I started bringing in things from home and whatnot. And before I knew it, you know, what was supposed to be like forced reading time, they actually were looking forward to it. Wow. It has just been contagious since then. And it's been three years in the making. I have it in like 33 different schools in Arizona now. Oh, wow. And wow. yes, and across the country. And it's like just a great way to get kids invested in reading. Good for yeah. you. We're talking to Jeanette yeah. Rossi, uh, Arizona School for the Arts. She's an 11th grade English teacher. So you win $2,500. What does that do for you? What are you going to do with it? It would change my life. We are right now going through one of the most difficult times in teaching post-pandemic that I've ever seen. I need to find a way to get my kids to school. And one of the ways that I've done it is through the Book Bistro. I have a little coffee machine in my classroom, and it like draws them in. And I have so many kids who just have this fear of so much now or they've just been conditioned because of the pandemic to not feel like school is a place to go. Yeah. Attendance is at an all-time low in my 22 years. I've never seen it like this. And so I just need to find more creative ways and I feel like I've done it with the bistro to get them to school. And so if I can invest in that a little bit more and show these kids that they have a safe place to go to and that we care and want them here, then that's life-changing for they, not just me, but for them. Are they nervous about coming to school? Because we've done stories on this. Why so many kids are absent what mm-hmm. is it exactly i think it's a bunch of things i think i think the pandemic shed light on a lot of things that were wrong in our school systems our school system has been the only institution that hasn't changed since its inception yeah. <laughs> and so it hasn't adjusted to how you know life works outside of the school environment i think they're recognizing that but i also think there's been this like shift this complete shift about whose knowledge we value. And I think social media has like taken on this role in their lives that they can learn everything from there. And that's just not how it works. You have to learn by talking with people and by interacting with each other and by developing criticality. And right now they've just developed criticism Interesting. and it's like taken over. And a lot of our kids just feel like they can't sit there all day. They can't listen all day they can't i mean they were two years behind a screen and most of them didn't have screens to go to if they were just home and it was it's you know just getting them to come to school it's it's impossible it's almost impossible jeanette rossi is joining us uh pay tribute to a teacher brought to you by your valley toyota dealers jeanette works over at uh, arizona school for the arts in 11th grade so you think you can get kids to be more excited to come to school yes. and read and get those books Absolutely. in your, All right. You got 2500 bucks. We're done. Boom. What? Yep. That's it. Done. You win. Let's get those kids in school. What do you think? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, because we, we, we love that kids read because we're not a fan of stupid people. And the more you read, it's just better for everybody. Like, are you serious here? We, we were kidding. There's nobody else on the line. Yeah, you won. 2500 bucks coming to you. What do you think? my god that <laughs> I, I, i'm kind of i'm speechless <laughs> you were gonna curse right there weren't you you were gonna say holy maybe i'm from the east coast originally so you know i got a am mouth I, on me, am but... i hearing a little jersey in you you are hearing i knew jersey. i heard it <laughs>
I knew it. Uh, I yeah, could detect that in a second. Some, yeah. You miss the food, I miss the food. How do you say coffee? <laughs> My, everybody in co- everybody say, is, calls it coffee in Jersey. I hate no, that. It's, it's coffee. It's, it's not, coffee she says and coffee. water. My students are laughing because they know. They uh, catch me. Well, now they can have all the books they've dreamed of. They are and $2,500. My kids are like, yay. Hey, put a kid on the phone real quick. Okay, here. I'm going to put a kid on the phone. All right. We've never done this. No. Hi. 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 Who's this? Hi, this is Lila Urban. Miss Rossi just won 2500 bucks. Is she a good teacher? Did we do a good job? Oh, yeah. She was my English teacher for fifth and sixth grade, and I think she... She really taught me well and really provided a really stable foundation. Nice. I'm in high school right now, so she really provided a stable foundation to English now. Well, yeah, you seem very well-spoken. Yeah, you're better than us. Yeah. You, you should come do a radio been show. Like, she was like the most bestest teacher I ever she had. She was like, dope, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's nice talking. You put Miss Rossi back on. Yeah, she's a winner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hi. Uh, so, All right. Love it. So they were there listening to this whole thing? No, I was out in the hallway. Okay, all right. Well, hey, listen, you guys have something to celebrate. We do. We are going to come to your classroom in person and give you 2500 oh bucks. So get ready That's for amazing. us. Okay. Jeanette Rossi, winner of Pay Tribute oh to a Teacher, Arizona School for the Arts, 11th grade. Pay Tribute to a Teacher, the presenting sponsor, of course, is your Valley Toyota dealers. And uh, Jeanette will see you in just a couple okay. weeks in your classroom. And congratulations. Maybe bring some coffee. Bring some coffee. All right. All right, hold on. Hold on a second. Okay. It's story time on the Gatos and Chad Show. After giving you 19 hours and 45 minutes of news this week, the guys give you an inside look at their personal lives. That's right. End of the show Friday. Time to get all warm and fuzzy. Uh... Chad, uh, today it is my uh, little niece who's not so little anymore, Cassie. It's her birthday. Oh, it is her birthday. She is my pride and joy. I thought I was your pride and joy. (laughs) All right, Pablo, uh, give me a line open. Uh, I want to call Cass. I'd like to call my nieces when it is their birthday, and I I also have to find out how old she is, because I still think of her as a three-year-old, but I don't think she's a three-year-old. We've been talking to her for, what, this is the third year in a row Uh, I've I've been with you where we've talked to her, and she doesn't sound three. No, she doesn't. Give me a line out. Here we go. We're sorry. Oh. You must first dial a one uh, or a zero. You think we got that right number. once? Will All you right. Please hang up and try your call again. All right. A caller. You have her number. Get, one time I'd like to get this right. Get, put time. her on the line. Okay. All right. Here she is on a story time. Joining us now is my Cassie. Cassie, happy birthday from your Uncle Silly. Hi, thank you. How old are you now? Seven, ten? What do we got? Twelve. Wow, it's way off. Way off. That's not even close. You guys are very close, obviously. No, we are close. No, but I, sounds I, it. No, we are. Cassie, aren't we close? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you going to do for your twelfth birthday? Um, I'm pretty much staying in. We're going to go out for Chinese food uh, later. Very nice. Chad, you, you're a Chinese food aficionado, aren't you? Uh, I like a little Chinese yeah, get a little, food. Chi- a little yeah, orange yeah, chicken. A little well. Express. Right? If it tastes like candy, then I'm in. Hey, uh, Chad, you know Cassie's in a band. You're in a band? What kind of band are you in? It's like a chill rock band. Nice. Do you play any yacht rock? No. Okay. Well, you're missing out. Yacht rock yacht is rock. fantastic. Hey, Cass, do you want to sing me a little Beatles? I saw some Beatles you were singing. Go ahead and sing me a little Beatles on your birthday. No. 
<laughs> come well, this on, is, This is turning out Cass, phenomenal. You have a huge audience right here. You could, you could, you give me like a There's little bit. There's tens of twenty tens some of people 20. listening. There's like seven people in Phoenix listening right now. I'm good. <laughs> okay. uh, All right. Hey, Cass, happy birthday! And who's your favorite uncle? Uncle Chad. All right, again, here we go I win again. three right. years in a row, Cass. Uh, that's why you're my favorite. Look for that card in uh, the mail. All right, bye, Cassie. Bye. <laughs> Story time in the Gatos and Chad show. I love that kid. That is awesome. Uh, I spent time with my kid today. Uh, so uh, seeing Charlie run out of the room this morning. So if you guys don't know, I do my morning show today. I did it for the first time from the house. So it's a national show. National everybody. show. It's across the country. I'm super excited. So we've got it set up, and and uh, my wife put together this amazing studio. She's a contractor, so she just it's it's awesome. So Charlie. About 6.30, just before I was getting ready to start, I had taped some stuff and, and done a couple things for hold on, other hold things. On. You're gonna she, you're doing the show with Charlie, four and a half year old no, Charlie no, in the house? This isn't going to So the door opens oh, oh out of gosh. the bedroom and out comes Charlie with oh. the dogs. And I thought, okay, this will be fun. She's like, Daddy, you're home. I'm super excited. So I go, I, you know that, you know, uh, I've got to do my stuff. We've even got a big sign that says, shh, right. live radio. Ah. And uh, halfway through the second hour. <laughs> that's it's just really quiet and then open the door dad what are you doing i'm like uh, oh in the middle of a segment right in the middle of the segment oh, and i was on a roll too and i said to myself you know i really don't care this is part of what life is right and i told everybody what's happening and, and then i said charlie you have to go and my and i i said to my wife i said uh steph i thought you were gonna watch charlie <laughs> she goes I, I just saw her she was skulking by she looked sad she went out to see grandma in the other house and I said, uh, she went through the uh, other door to get to our room. She goes, she did? Into the studio? I said, into the studio. Into the studio. She goes, oh, well, yeah. that, uh, did she talk on the radio? I said, she did. <laughs> she, she did. did. <laughs> she did. She, she, but then it was just awesome. I come out every break. She come give me hugs. Oh, nice. And it was just, it was great to be home mm. and get some extra sleep. That was a good thing. By the way. Do you remember the the interview on CNN during the pandemic? Oh yeah, how many of these wacky well, yeah, things? Yeah, the one guy Jeffrey Tubin and he takes his not pen. that guy. Okay. I'm talking to somebody else. Okay, uh, he was like a, a correspondent, and they were talking yeah. about Pakistan. Yeah. And, but it's he's in America, and all of a sudden, two little kids walk in. What are you gonna do? They walk in, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, oh my gosh!" And then I guess the nanny tries to like. Put her put yeah. her arm through the door so she wouldn't be seen, and they're pulling her out, and it's a mess. It's part of the fun, and it I is. used to have to take Jack when he would stay with me, and I, I would have to take him. And I have to tell him you have to be quiet. Yeah, Shh. you have to be qu- never could be quiet. Yeah, uh, but it's okay because I think it's the beauty of it is part of what life is about, and this is the it's life real. we we. It's real. Yeah, and uh, you know the the perfection is the, the mystery is gone now. There's no perfection. <laughs> You're never going to get anything done with four-and-a-half-year-old Charlie in your house. <sighs> That's it for story time in the Gatos and Chad Show. We're out of here. Have a great weekend. we got Becky Lynn up next, Arizona's Evening News. Uh, I will see you on Monday, my friend. Later, brother.